0: super talk mississippi media production
1: find your new ride at Kia macomb's all new location at the corner of i-55 and highway 98
0: come find out why macomb loves Kia macomb at the corner of i-55
2: and highway 98
3: right on the corner right on the price howdy howdy it's rhino here and i wanted to say thank you for listening to middays with gerard gibbert here on super talk mississippi
0: The J.T. Show on Super Talk Mississippi, real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, J.T. J.T.
4: Welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard Gibbert in the chair, along with my good friend, producer of Rhino in the booth. Morning, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. What day would this be? It's hump day. Here we are, folks. Hump day already upon us, and only a couple of days left in the week, and it's the weekend. The weather has shifted to a little bit more pleasant than it has been in the last couple of days. Good to see that. Keep riding the roller coaster. Yeah, you got that right. That's Mississippi. So, um, all right. I got a little music I wanted to share. I asked Rhino to cue up. Here we go. of course, be the iconic, universally recognizable theme from the television series MASH. I asked Rhino to play that because it occurred to me, and we should have we taken care of this on Monday, it occurred to me that February the 28th marked 38 years since the final episode of the series, the so-called finale aired, entitled "Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen." Nineteen eighty-three. You see it, Rhino? Have you seen it before? Oh yeah. And so it it's an
3: extra long episode special, right?
4: Yeah, two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. And it drew just an amazing one hundred and six million viewers in 1983, it remains the most watched television broadcast in American history, passed only in total viewership, but not in ratings or share of the audience. Passed only by one other program, one other broadcast, that was Super Bowl in 2010.
3: Yeah, since then, there have been uh, a handful of Super Bowls. I think it's actually seven or eight that have surpassed that total number of viewers, but nothing has come close to the percentage share of household TVs tuned in.
4: Yeah, and the math there is because there are more viewers. So in terms of, I don't know what the population of the country was, uh, certainly, and I, I think this likely aired... Internationally as well, I would think. But the population of the country, what two hundred seventy million or something? Two hundred and thirty-three point eight million okay. in nineteen eighty-three. All right. Well, I'm off. I'm high. I thought, so a hundred and six—that's incredible if you think about it. Glued to their sets. But what? It just occurred to me. So when I lived in California, Southern California, working out there in Kern County, California a.k.a. the San Joaquin Valley. A lot of folks probably heard of that. That was, by the way, 1981. And the, the series was in its prime. And I had tickets to go see the cast play a charity softball game and on the weekend. And I got summoned in <laughs> to take care of uh, a systems issue and couldn't tell my boss no. I, that would not have re- You probably could today, the way our society is, but uh, at that point, I didn't have the courage. <clears throat> trying to ascend the corporate ladder, as they say, and success
3: know, usually requires sacrifice.
4: What's what's the term that's con considered uh, r- r- delayed gratification? I think that's the that's the term. Well, let me just say that was a day where. I was delaying gratification. I really wanted to go see that once in a lifetime, right there in Los Angeles, 30 or miles or so south of where I'd lived, but did not. And look, I'm not asking for It's Not a woe is me. I'm just saying that I love the show. I had this chance. I didn't uh, get to go, unfortunately. But I think it's worth celebrating this finale, which was so well done in this series. And, and we just passed the 38-year mark. I just want to point that out, that's all, and share that with uh, our audience. Certainly, uh, yeah, Larry Jackson says, Suicide is Painless, that being the name of the familiar tune. And, of course, it, it was based on a movie that uh, was produced in the 70s, I believe. had uh, Robert Gould, as I recall. it was, uh, I think he played Hawkeye, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould, excuse me, Donald Sutherland, right? Tom Skerritt. Yeah, Tom Skerritt. Robert yeah. Duvall. Uh, all became primo actors. Uh Yeah, excuse me, Elliot Gould, yeah. Um But it was based on that, and so well done. They don't make TV like that anymore, as they say. And I posted this on my social media the other day and was... Little surprised at the number of people that still watch the show, MeTV, other other syndicated networks. It's still it seems
3: like it's on pretty much
4: any hour of the day. <laughs> you just got to look for it. <laughs> uh, kind of like Andy Griffith. <laughs> All just great television programs. And now apparently The Office. Yeah, that's right. Which is now airing on MTV in you, the mornings. You told me that. That's so weird. It's weird. That is totally weird. That's because there's no more music television, no more videos. Well, they had to have
3: something to break up the eight-hour block of ridiculousness, which is basically just America's Funniest Home Videos for ADD people.
4: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So... Thomas and Greenwood, the butthurt continues to grow over Tate rescinding the statewide mask mandates. Let the Karen show that they can take solace in the fact that there's no shortage of tires on the city level. Can we just talk about something else for a minute? We're talking about MASH.
3: (laughs) I mean, if we want to make MASH political, it's amazing that it hasn't been canceled yet with the walking caricature that is Clinger.
4: You're right about that. And, you know, if you if you like mash folks, there is actually a mash Facebook site that shares all sorts of cool trivia that's really neat about the show. If you're interested in, somebody wears their real dog tags. It may be Klinger. Actually, wears his real dog tags from when they were enlisted in the in the service. Really pretty cool. Carolyn Starkville says it is hard to believe it's that long. I agree, Carolyn. I remember watching this on a little bitty TV, that the only one I own, um, in my little kitchen there. I was living in Baton Rouge, 1983, my wife and I, fairly newly married and huddled up over it. And Yeah, it's pretty cool. Anyhow, all that has changed. Yeah, Jamie Farr, who played
3: Corporal Max Klinger, served with pride in the Real Army and wore his real dog tags while playing fictional Corporal Max Klinger.
4: Thank you. I, I thought it was him. I knew it was one of the cast members. So cool. Scott and Clinton says, and this, of course, is a famous... The best quote from him.
3: But I wore a regulation uniform, not a dress, and I served two <laughs> years on active duty and six in the reserve.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Scott and Clinton, a famous quote uh, from one of the episodes. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen, pull down your pants and slide on the ice. Isn't it, wasn't that, isn't that right? Wasn't that the uh, Dr. Friedman? Was it him that said I don't know. Seems like it was. Let, let me let know, Scott. I, I hope I'm right about that that was a quote from the show. Uh, let's see. Larry and Jackson says, I love MASH. Yeah, awesome. Uh, let's see. What shows I just tuned in? We're talking about MASH, by the way. Uh, that's from on the 662. Sidney Freeman. That was his name, right? Yeah, Dr. Sidney Freeman. Yeah. It's, it was so well cast, too, wasn't it? I mean... I, what I remember, one of the famous quotes was Colonel Charles, was it Charles Emerson Winchester? Was that his name? <laughs> and he uh, somehow he gets a hold of some of the amphetamines. He he gets remember that he gets a little oh, addicted yeah. to it, and he feeds it to the mice that are doing uh, running the little gauntlet in the maze. And the, and Hawkeye and BJ notice the mice looks a little wired. Then they notice that he is and he says oh you know they take you I it it started out as such an enjoyable evening (laughs) in his kind of pompous blue blood
3: bostonian way (laughs) i'll never forget the episode with major winchester and the the guy with a stutter that liked comic books and he hands him the the book moby dick and he talks like this is a real adventure and he goes oh yeah i know i read the classic comic
4: and they both have a good laugh (laughs) just a million great memories and episodes and that's why you can watch it over and over thanks for tuning in today when we come back we've got our good friend Steve Azar he's the host of in a Mississippi minute stay with us on the JT show Super top Mississippi Longer.
6: Hi, I'm John Albritton. If your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday, trade it for a larger stone at Albritton's. Our certified gemologist will give you a generous, no-obligation appraisal of your diamond, which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at Albritton's.
7: Quality and value go hand in hand at Albritton's. All Britain's Jubilers
1: It's time for the annual RJ's Outboard Open House, March 12th through the 13th. Want to win a free boat? Then come on out to RJ's Outboard on Old Fannin Road between now and March 13th and register to win a brand new boat, motor, and trailer package courtesy of G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards. While you're there, be sure to check out all of the G3 Boats and Yamaha Outboards RJ's has to offer. Boat Drawing will be held Saturday, March 13th at 3 p.m. RJ's Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road at the Reservoir.
8: Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an x This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and & Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special x pricing and special x financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still... interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick's Sales & Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark Experts, 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993.
1: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3.
4: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, the J.T. Show continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Joining us now on the line, we've got our good friend, the host of In the Mississippi Minute, Mr. Steve Azar. Morning, Steve. Hey, Gerard. Good morning, pal. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So I want to start off by sharing and passing on some greetings to you. From the Duke family that I got on the C Spire text line, don't know who or what that is, but I assume you do. <laughs> the mm. Duke family,
9: I love it. Tell them hello, hello family.
4: Got it. That's awesome.
9: How are you doing today, man? That. I'm good, man. I'm good. We're uh, we went uh, skiing last week in Veil. My wife and I got away with some friends, and uh, I came back in one piece, which is unusual. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm I'm blessed, and you know, hey, we're uh, excited about this weekend. Uh, I've got a lot of my friends coming from uh, Music City to the birthplace of American music, and over 100 hit songs between us all, and it's going to be a crazy family reunion getting together again, so I'm excited.
4: Wow. You know, Steve, I know you're a fantastic ambassador for uh, the, the, the musical talent, and frankly, just the musical innovation and prowess of the great state of Mississippi, but folks outside of our borders often don't realize just how much emanated from this state with respect to music. It's insane.
9: Let me tell you, every time that I, this was my dilemma, which was a great dilemma, but I, I came to I went to music city cause I needed to, to, to really develop the craft. Yeah. I'm hoping I'm doing the same thing for the, the next generation here now being here, but I had great mentors, songwriters of the decade, songwriters of the year. They were all my mentors. And i tell you, it's just the one thing that they would not stop doing was they would go, I want to write a song about where you're from. I want to write a song about Highway 61, about this. And I said, wait a minute, I've got all those songs. I need to write a hit <laughs> you know, so, so, so I can make enough money and, you may, good Lord's willing come back home. So anyway, uh, it, was, it was a respect level. And the further I got away, i got to tell you, even Russia. Wow, Latvia, Germany, everybody goes the Mississippi Delta, Mississippi, Mississippi. BB King, Elvis Presley, Jimmy Rogers. I mean, they know it all. Jimmy Buffett. (laughs) I mean, they know. You know, they Charlie Pride. They know the list, man. And it's uh, it's 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 reassuring and reconfirming exactly what you're saying that our history here has changed the world
7: of music. Yeah.
9: So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, man.
4: It truly has, and it's something we should promote, because yeah. I think you and I both know you. you've you been around uh, the block, and you've been around outside of the state, and and I have, too. And it, isn't it fun, Steve, to kind of poke your chest out a little bit and brag about mm-hmm. our state and kind of dispel those uh, misconceptions that are right. harbored by so many who really don't understand us or our culture, our state? Right how great it is and what great things have come out of our state besides music of course which which is just fantastic i get a little kick out of that i got to tell you
9: well i get a big old smile on my face when i have some the greatest athletes and actors and musicians grammy winners from all over come to the delta and a perfect example is when we do our delta soul celebrity charity event we have them here for 3 nights some of them want to stay for over a week. We can't get them wow. out of here. Wow. And and they live in big cities from Boston to L.A. to New York to, you know, Long Island to wherever. And I'm telling you, it's real. And they just, they love our people. And it's all about that. I mean, I don't think the songs get written. I don't think, it's this colorful character that we have as Mississippians that is like no other. And I'm telling you, I've been all around the world, and it, it, I can't wait to get back home to the. To the smiles and the laughter, I've never laughed so hard as I have in my own home state. I mean, that's you know, laughter is an important thing, and um, and we have so many people that make us laugh. And I, <laughs> you yeah, know, and, but but that wit is also transferred into some brilliance, and I think it's all sort of tied together. Also, we grew up in a state with a lot of small towns. Even our bigger towns are small. You know, what I mean, they're not like huge, right? And uh, and there's something magical about development and imagination. And creativity when you don't have a lot to do but have a stick in your hand. You know what I mean? Yes, you, yes. You know, a lot, a lot of the guys that are coming here this week grew up on farms. They grew up in small, small towns. Uh, they were, a lot of them were really good athletes. It's sort of relative in our business. You think a musician's not a songwriter's man, that you get beat up so much, and, and artists get beat up so much. I think that sports played a big role. For me, it did, of understanding how to take a loss. And get better and get back up. So there's a lot of you know common thread there. You know our athletes in Mississippi. I mean, it's insane. If you had one college, if we put them all together, we would be national champions every year.
4: No question about we,
9: it. Yeah. So so there's another example of our art form in another way. It all comes down to entertainment, and we're pretty damn good at it.
4: Well, you know, a blessing, uh, Steve. I think for Mississippi is that. We are very diverse. I mean, if you subscribe to the idea that, that diversity, uh, in, certainly in culture and, and just in, in people, the sure. makeup of people, uh, yields value, we got that lick pretty good, I think. And, and I would argue that that's one of the reasons, first of all, I think we get along better with each other, than, yeah. uh, than, yeah. certainly than other states in many cases, and way better than people think we do. Do you not agree? Oh, you you are spot on. There's There's no doubt. I mean,
9: I have been able because of where I grew up. I have been able to communicate and befriend and not judge every ethnicity. Um, You got to realize, you know, my family comes from the late 1800s in Mississippi and early 1900s, whatever. Yeah, and they, you know, and they're from they're Lebanese. Yep. and my my all, a lot of my friends all are farmers who are going to celebrate this week at the Mockingbird Summer's Festival in Leland.
4: All of my friends, you know,
9: are a lot. A lot of my friends are farmers. They're they're all Acadians. They're, sure, you know, there's a there's a vowel on the end of every name. <laughs>
4: yeah, know? exactly.
9: And and so you know, we you know we go to church together, we pray together, we shop together. The African Americans, the yep. Chinese, the every you know, this place has uh, has prepared us for the world. I can promise you that.
4: Yeah. I think we set the standard, frankly, in that regard.
9: Yeah, yeah. New York is 2nd let Let's give them second. Agree.
4: (laughs) Agree. But, you know, we don't get any credit for that. Oh, You know, folks want to just immediately uh, sort of jump to and and race to and conclude everything negative. And, you know, we just don't talk enough about the good stuff. And uh, your work, for example, and, and the work of all the others you mentioned, Those are tremendous assets for this state, and we all got to do a better job. And what I mean by we, I mean all Mississippians, of promoting that and calling attention to that. Because you get outside of these borders, you realize just how special and unique it is.
9: It it is. And and like Craig Ray, Mississippi, I've gotten to understand, we're we're a drive-in state. So while people come from all over the world, even during this time of COVID, people... Have really, I think, embraced our museums and our culture and our history, um, and so we've been able to survive where New York, you know, is struggling. Agree. Agree. Uh, also, Governor, Governor Reeves, I don't care what anybody says, what side you're on. If you sat in the room and looked at how he's handled all of this, which he's had a lot on his plate, yep. he has done a phenomenal job. Phenomenal, because you, you got to look at the you got to look at the the nation overall and the numbers he's just so intelligent yeah. so he's he's really paid and he's passionate about it and uh and I'm 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 so grateful that he's allowed me to continue being the music culture ambassador because it's uh it's something that I wear on both sleeves yeah and I can I feel like I can do more uh as a capacity that can affect a positive impact sure and it just really it helps me so anyway I appreciate him and uh, and I hope everybody understands that he's got the toughest job in the world especially now and he's yep. a, just an incredible job. And yeah. I, I, my hat, my hat, my what, are, what else can I take off for?
4: You're awesome. That's all I'm taking off. You're awesome. That's we got about, We appreciate that, Steve. Appreciate you calling attention to that. we got a minute or so left. Tell us about the Mockingbird Songwriters Music Festival. Leland, coming up.
9: Mississippi. Leland, Mississippi. Uh, we have new guidelines. We've been following them the whole way. Uh, it's helped a little bit, but we're, you know, it's uh, over 10 of my favorite songwriter buddies, over 100 hits. I'm celebrating four Mississippi songwriters uh, one including a kid that I'm producing from Petal, Mississippi, that is absolutely phenomenal. The, the other three equally as well, uh, but this kid Tyler Tisdale, I'm just so excited about working with him. Six, three and a half, by 240. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, oh, wow. He, he, he's, he's, he's like Bob Seger. Uh, but but <laughs> with that said, we're going to celebrate some, some of our locals like Zach Day and Rob Mortimer and, and Trey Gardo from your area. These guys are really good, and then we're going to have my pals, who's written over 100 hit songs, come in and legendary songs from Willie Nelson to Chris Stapleton, everywhere in between. And uh, we're going to be on the farm with the Dunleaf. And Leland, you can go to SteveAzar.com, click on Extras, and then you'll go to Mockingbird Music Series. You can see how to get tickets. And like I said, we're almost sold out. I mean, we just got to watch how many people we can have. We're on the farm, and we're celebrating the farmer pre-planter season.
4: we got to go. Sounds really good, Steve. Thanks so much for calling in today. You take care, man. Much love, brother. Later on. See you, buddy. We'll be back with more here on the JT show. Super Top Mississippi, stay with us.
10: At Woods Equipment, we've got a Cub Cadet just for you. Whether you like to sit, stand, or power through last year's hay, we have the tools to get the job done right. Stop by and visit our open house event on March 5th and 6th, where you can enjoy special deals, food, drinks, and fun for the whole family. Speak with an official Cub Cadet rep and test drive the full line of Cub Cadet outdoor equipment, delivering their enhanced strength, performance, and durability. Stop by Woods Equipment, the Lawnmower Store, on March 5th and 6th, for our open house event located on Highway 80 in Pearl.
8: Come on down. Let's a deal.
10: For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass
11: Services.
12: NewCare MD is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. For health care the way it should be, visit NewCareMD.com. That's NewCareMD.com.
11: This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web, MajesticMetalsInc.com.
1: You know, when reality sets in and you hear those words, we're moving, creates lots of emotions. their home sold in just days and for $2,500 over the list price, Lee Garland gives you the options like instant cash offer with no showings, no repairs or hassles, just cash. So after you utter the words, we're moving, call my friend Lee Garland and the Garland Group of EXP Realty. 601-983-1130. And check them out online at LeeWillBuyIt.com. That's LeeWillBuyIt.com.
13: I'm Andy Davis and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Governor Tate Reeves outlined a few exceptions in his newest executive order.
14: The only rules that will remain in place in this order are with respect to our K-12 schools as well as capacity limits of 50% on indoor
13: arenas. No capacity limits exist for outdoor venues on college campuses. And a report from the Census Bureau indicates that there has been a surge of new business in Mississippi. In January this year, there are 164% more businesses starting up than in January the previous year. There were nearly 6,000 people opening up new businesses in that month alone. Douglas Carswell, president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Public Policy, says while COVID was devastating for many states, the Magnolia State thrived. To me, this says that actually the American spirit of enterprise is alive and well. And however disruptive COVID's been, Potential for growth is that. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm AD Davis.
15: Calm.
0: In a world full of noise, finding information that matters to you can be overwhelming. That's why Supertalk is here. Here we go. To filter through the noise, to cut through the clutter, to deliver real information and discuss how it affects you. You'll know what's important and why it matters when you listen to Supertalk Mississippi. Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to them. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi.
15: should the world was
7: made
4: up of this of man. Forward Welcome back, man. everyone, to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Into a Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Appreciate Steve coming on. Great ambassador for the state of Mississippi. So, uh, we looked up some stuff, did we not, uh, Rhino? You looked up to try to see who maybe was uh from Mississippi that was in the MASH cast.
3: Yeah, I couldn't find anybody from Winona as mentioned that was on the MASH cast, but uh Gil Peterson is from Winona and was actually a German SS soldier in the 4th season of Combat. Right. So that's a fun little tie into one of your favorite shows. Yeah, Combat. Vic Morrow, the sergeant. And I also I think I remember learning this or reading this at some point and it, it just escaped me. Between then and now, but James Michael Tyler, the guy that plays Gunther on Friends, the blonde-headed guy that runs the coffee shop, yep, he was born in Greenwood.
4: Didn't know that. Hmm, that's pretty cool though. Just uh, look, that's just more evidence of the talent that originates in this state. There aren't many people
3: in Hollywood that can claim they were on a long-running TV show as a recurring cast member for almost 150 episodes.
4: Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's um, quite the accomplishment. Got lots of texts coming in. Uh, Jamie Farr, I think it's you that found out, who also played Corporal Klinger, as you just said. He was in the Army during Korea. I think Alan Alda was as well. Was yeah, Alan Alda was. Alan
3: Alda served during Korea during the time of hostilities. Uh, Jamie Farr, the guy that played Corporal Klinger, was in the army, but he wasn't stationed in Korea till after hostilities had ended. Yeah, and he credits the comedian Red Skelton for saving his career because he was on KP duty as a private in the army in Korea, and he sent a letter to Red Skelton. Talking about how he should do a, a a deal or a a bit on KP when he comes for a USO tour. Right. Well, Red Skelton sent a letter back to his commanding officer saying he shouldn't be put on KP. The commanding officer called him in and said, "Is this a joke? Do you think this is funny?" And he had to prove to him, "Look, I didn't I didn't send that letter myself. That that's actually Red Skelton that sent it." Unbelievable. And then when Red Skelton went on a USO tour about a year later, he personally requested Jamie Farr to be on his crew touring with him. Very cool. That's pretty neat. And, the other little fun fact about Corporal Klinger, that was supposed to be a one-off character. I didn't know that. He was supposed to show up in one episode and try to get kicked out for wearing a dress, get a Section 8 discharge, and his character was so funny and so, I don't know, in the the mix with all the funny craziness of M.A.S.H. that they brought him back for a couple episodes in Season 2 and then by Season 3, it's a recurring stuck.
4: character. It's stuck, and what a fantastic job he did playing! You can't think of him in in any other role, can you?
3: That or the uh, the chic
4: in Cannonball Run. Do remember that? He's the only one that made it in all three of the the Cannonball movies. I I, I hope it's not it wouldn't be construed as racist or anything, but he like fits that perfectly, does he not? He I believe he is Lebanese, and he looks Lebanese.
3: And the whole point of that character is was fantastic. this, this hammed-up, yeah. over-the-top caricature, which he yeah. did perfectly.
4: He sure did. He was really good at that. So, uh, w- but we digress. But uh, that's a good subject to digress on, I believe. Hope you enjoyed that, folks. Just a little discussion about what I think is the greatest television series of all time. If you consider the, in, in, all of the elements of a television series, from screenplay to, to acting, production... Etc. By the way, it was filmed in Southern California in the hills, and you certainly felt like it was Korea. Did you know? Even the helicopters on the opening that come in; those are over the hills in California, and you you sure think it's Korea. And I don't know what Korea looks like. <laughs> it just uh, you know uh, it just feels like it. It's just so well done. Anyhow, so we had. Uh, Let's see if I can find it here. Uh, Yeah, Jerry in Waynesboro, he want to talk about the price of gas. He says, can I request reparations for the increase in the price of gas from the Democrats since Biden has taken over? Sure does seem that way, doesn't it, Rhino, that the price of gas is on the rise? And look, that's just a function of demand and supply. You've got an economy that's getting back on track somewhat more activity, more mobility, more consumption. You've got a a an administration and a party in control that essentially wants to completely eradicate fossil fuels and the consumption thereof. So I think the, the and you've got some production that I think was uh, taken offline as a result of reduced demand from the pandemic. And so you got uh, the, all those dynamics playing into uh, the increase at the pump and the increase per barrel. I mean, it's about, I remember when it fell below 30 bucks. May have been April, May. I, I'm not looking at the chart. Seems like 30 bucks was, that was a huge floor threshold. And we dipped below that for a while. Do you see that? You're looking at a chart there. So,
3: Yeah, we hit negative oil prices uh, toward the storage and, and transport of oil in April, but the third week of April 2020.
4: Yeah, for a couple of days. And I remember the president talking about that, essentially paying people. To, if you got a place to store some oil, they would pay you to take it off their hands. That's the. That's ultimately what that meant. And that lasted a short period of time. And that was just because there was all this pent-up production already in the supply chain and nobody to use it, because we were all shut down across the globe. Now it's, what, 61 62 bucks 62 a barrel, I think. Which
3: is back to where it was in January of 2020, because right. it was right above 60 a barrel before dropping down to, what it was it, $20 for...
4: Short period of time, yeah. yeah, and that, and everybody was freaking out, of course. But so, yeah, I, I hear you, Jerry, and uh, you know, don't don't like that either. The fact that I got to pay more at the pump, I don't think anybody does, and you know, that's one of the things I've always felt like gets overlooked in the discussion about helping, uh, you know, uh, those the hardworking middle class Americans. You hear that? <laughs> that's always the uh, the vernacular. Hard-working middle-class Americans. Like, you know, that, it's, it's like, I don't know, they're closer to those than anybody else is, or they feel their plight and pain, they empathize, and it's, frankly, it's political duplicity in my view. But nonetheless, if you think about, again, the people who supported those who were imposing these policies, which are giving rise to the price of gas at the pump, Something everybody has to pay for. It doesn't matter if you're buying gas to put in a vehicle or if you do not own a vehicle. If you move about by other means other than your feet, you're paying for it. Not to mention that, of course, petroleum is included in so much of what we buy, and it's used to transport the basic necessities of life that we all have to have. So... The point is, all of that rising cost is embedded in the cost of everything else we buy. So who does that impact the most? Way more than an increase in minimum wage would be. You never hear him talk about, well, maybe if we, you know, sort of uh, let the market do its thing, we could get the price, as Trump did, of oil down, and everybody would would get a break. And we did. Now, oh, no, we can't do that. Because we'll kill the environment if we use those fossil fuels. So the people who are hurt the most are the very people they claim to be the advocates for. Which is a lie. All right. so related to that, folks. The city of Petaluma, California. It's a city of 60,000. Which, by the way, Rhino, I think, would make it the second largest city in the state of Mississippi. As far as an incorporated city. Okay. I'm not sure where Biloxi, Gulfport are. I think they may be on an incorporated basis within the city limits. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Isn't yeah, I mean,
17: you've got
3: pockets of, of activity in the Magnolia State that the nighttime population is anywhere from 20 to 40,000, but the daytime population make it up to 100,000. That's a good point.
4: Okay, so the city of Petaluma... They voted a few days ago to ban the construction of new gas stations. No more new gas stations in the city of Petaluma. Mark my word, other cities are going to follow suit.
3: That's just made the value of every gas station already made go very,
4: way up. Very true. But from a basic concept of economics perspective, less supply, more demand, higher prices. We'll come back with more jenny jenny here (laughs) stay with us on super top mississippi
18: this is home answers radio and my guest today is trey jackson of bulldog construction trey
12: Hey, I'm Jordan, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A New Grilled Spicy Deluxe is that cilantro lime sauce that goes on it. That's just an extra kick, a flavor explosion.
19: Hi, I'm Catherine, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A Grilled Spicy Deluxe is
15: the spiciness
19: of the chicken and the coolness of the cilantro lime sauce.
15: It's the best of both worlds. Chick-fil-A's Grilled Spicy Deluxe Sandwich, available for a limited time only. Real guests paid for their testimonials.
10: At Woods Equipment, we've got a Cub Cadet just for you. Whether you like to sit, stand, or power through last year's hay, we have the tools to get the job done right. Stop by and visit our open house event on March 5th and 6th, where you can enjoy special deals, food, drinks, and fun for the whole family. Speak with an official Cub Cadet rep and test drive the full line of Cub Cadet outdoor equipment, delivering their enhanced strength, performance, and durability. Stop by Woods Equipment, the lawnmower Store, on March 5th and 6th, for our open house event located on Highway 80 in Pearl. Come on down. Bless my
1: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for
20: both locations. That's Basils. Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksmillerCorey.com.
17: This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, May Cotton was down 166 to 8933. July cotton was down 168 to 9024. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, May Soybeans were down 15 and a quarter to 1397 and a quarter per bushel. July soybeans were down 16 and a quarter to 1382 and a half per bushel. May corn was down eight and a quarter to five thirty-six and three quarters per bushel. July corn was down eight cents to five twenty-five per bushel. The mercantile April live cattle was up 10 cents to 119.52. $1, June live cattle was down 15 to 117.60. $1, April feeders up 40 to 140.87. May feeders up 37 to 143.95. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is up 43 points, 31,435. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agrinews News
21: Network. Winter break is coming to an end for cattle parasites, so start your parasite fight now. With Safeguard Feed Formulations, keeping up that fight is easier than ever. Available in blocks, cubes, pellets, or free choice mineral. Safeguard feed formulations are the convenient, labor-saving way to deworm cattle on grass. Simply add it to your current feed and mineral program. No processing, no shoot, no added stress. Remember to consult your veterinarian for assistance in the diagnosis, treatment, and control of parasitism. As a farmer, I want a cooperative that's there for me.
13: Not the other way around.
1: A local co-op that works for me and works with CHS.
0: To connect me with local experts, I'm knowing trust
13: and put a global network of markets
15: and supply at my fingertips.
2: A co-op that's here to help us own every day. When you're an owner of a local cooperative connected to CHS, you get local expertise, a proven efficient supply chain and global market access. Learn more at cooperativeownership.com.
1: Gallo here back tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. with all the news, weather, traffic, and info you need to start your day in the Jackson Metro area. Right now, more of the JT Show on Super Talk, Mississippi, 97.3. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on? Hey, do you hear that?
0: What? Conversation. Now talking. More with JT and Rhino. The JT Show. Super Talk, Mississippi.
7: What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me.
4: Back everyone, the JT show is on the air. Super talk Mississippi. Love, baby, Gerard Rhino in the studio. CB from Flora says, "I want to see an electric Air Force One." Touche. <laughs> oh boy, Petaluma though. So Rhino was saying, well. I wonder if you can get around. We don't know what the language in this. Yeah,
3: I mean, with the way that reads, it, it says no new gas station. Does that mean I could remodel a house on a main street and just <laughs> plop a tank out front? And, hey, I'm selling gas now.
4: <laughs> I got a feeling they thunk about that. I could be wrong. It says. Uh, I don't but,
3: know. I mean, if they're short-sighted enough to go, we don't need gas true. stations. They might be short-sighted enough to have that many loopholes.
4: So they said ban the construction of new gas stations. That Yeah, I don't know exactly what the details of the the language states, but you're right. I wonder if there's
3: a cafe or coffee shop in Petaluna that's an old gas station that they've remodeled.
4: (laughs) Uh, Don't know. Um, It's crazy, though. Um, Well, looking at the article, (laughs) it says... Where do they come from? A group called STAND, in all caps, dot earth, in lowercase, supported the push to ban new gas stations as part of its, all caps, I'm sure this is an acronym for something, Safe Cities Initiative. You know that's an acronym. The, uh, (laughs) The leader of this prestigious organization says... The fossil fuel industry's harmful practices and reckless plans for expansion threaten the well-being of communities and people around the world. That's why the Safe Cities campaign is connecting local efforts to limit fossil fuels into a global call for action. Petaluma has 16 gas stations that are not going anywhere right now. (laughs) So... (laughs) Some Evidently, some residents got perturbed because a Safeway store, which are all across the landscape of California, headquartered down in, um, in California, big grocery store outfit, I think maybe the largest in the country, if I'm not mistaken, they constructed a new grocery store and included a gas station. People are all mad about that. How dare they? So wouldn't this kind of mean that you got to drive further to get gas? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Everything is just so upside down. Is it not? Larry and Jackson says, create long lines. Same as Walmart, closing one entry door. Please don't say that, Larry. I remember the Carter days. I was alive and a fairly young driver at the time. But uh, I remember struggling to make sure... You got gas in the short period of time, I think during the week, when you could buy gas. There were no such thing as 724 stations, for sure. And yes, you often had to stand in lines. I want to say there were even some, maybe not here, but some cities that did ration gas. You can only buy gas on certain days based on the letter of the alphabet, which your name started with. That's how they did it. That was 19, I don't know, 74, 5, 6, something like that. Yes, guess it was right after that, because Carter was elected in 76, I believe.
3: I'm just so. doing some quick napkin math. You said it's a town of 60,000 people. Yeah. And they have 16 gas stations? That's what it says. Yeah. All right, so with 60,000 people and 16 gas stations, if you only go to the gas station one time a week, Yeah. You were competing with 535 other citizens for that gas pump throughout the day.
4: Yeah, that ain't a lot of gas stations to service that many people, is it? So crazy.
3: How many small towns, villages, cities in the state of Mississippi that have, oh, I don't know, 10,000 or less people have a handful of gas stations? Yeah,
4: Yeah. great point. This is just such distorted, twisted, eye-poking, dumb policy. And we have a president that is oblivious to this kind of junk. I think he he just, may be oblivious to everything. <laughs> to everything, and he just—I know—I don't, I don't know—just kind of exists. <laughs> That's about all you can say. Kind of just rolls through it every day with zero creative, original thought or ability to analyze. We shall take a break right here. We've got Fox News Super Talk News. More talk coming up after that. Stay with us. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi continues.
0: Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090.
21: News. I'm Chris Foster. Mask mandates and other coronavirus restrictions are being lifted in Texas, but some businesses there are sticking with them.
13: Macy's and Target will also continue to require shoppers to wear masks. The Retail Industry Leaders Association says relaxing common sense safety protocols unfairly puts retail employees back in the role of enforcing guidelines still recommended by the CDC.
21: Fox's Ginny Casola. Some owners of Dr. Seuss books discontinued by his estate are selling their copies. Six
22: books from the famed author will no longer be published by Dr. Seuss Enterprises because they, quote, portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Copies of the books were available for five to ten dollars last week, but now some are going for as high as five hundred dollars for a first edition or three to four hundred dollars for a traditional one on both eBay and Amazon. Fox's
21: Mike Gunzelman, America's listening to Fox News.
1: is now. The savings are huge! The place is Ridgeland Mitsubishi. That's right. It's the best time to save like never before on your next new vehicle during the Overstock Sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We're receiving truckloads of new Mitsubishis, and we need to move our current inventory. This means big savings to you right now. Pay just $189 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $189 per month. And pay only $299 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Best credit, no credit, no problem. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Come save like never before during our overstock sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saved. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today, or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi.
16: Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1709, outlander stock number 1712, 1999 down 2.9% for 84. Muncie dealer for the tailors credit.
13: Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The Department of Health is reporting 380 new cases of COVID-19. The
22: latest report brings the state's total up to just under
13: 295,700
22: cases. With the confirmation of 19 additional deaths, 6,743 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. As hospitalizations decline and vaccinations increase, all state-issued mask mandates and restrictions on businesses will expire this afternoon at 5 p.m.
13: And a state economist is being asked to do projections on the bill that would phase out the income tax. Lt. Gov. Delbert Hostman says when you take $2.7 billion and start to move around deductions and in income and expenses, it creates economic impacts.
6: And so I want to make sure even though you have these numbers that may match now, those numbers are not static. If you raise the price of tractors, do people buy as many tractors? If you raise the price of cars, don't buy as many cars.
13: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who
23: or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi Minute with my friends. We are with the fabulous Norbert Putnam, as he played on so many hit records, you can't count them, and produced for some of the biggest acts ever. We gotta talk Jimmy Buffett.
24: One day at breakfast he shows I started a new song. It's about a night and a day in Key West. I played a bar and I got drunk, and coming home, I stepped out of my flip-flop, and I just kept going. I stepped on a beer can. <laughs> the next morning, I'm up, and I'm hungover, and I'm trying to make a margarita. I got some shrimp boiling. I can't find the salt. I said, Jimmy, I kind of like this. And he said, yeah, I think I'll call it Margaritaville.
23: In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here. On your local Super Talk Mississippi station and now on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher.
13: In October, the Pentagon expressed concern regarding suicide rates in active duty service members, citing a steady rise in cases. Chief Master Sergeant Jason Buckley with Keesler Air Force Base says they are seeing some positive changes.
10: Our airmen are speaking up earlier. They've been empowered to speak out about the things that are challenging them, not the least of which is the mental challenges that our young airmen in training will experience, and we're getting them to help sooner um, to keep them from going so far as to hurting themselves, or worse yet, taking their lives.
13: And the Ole Miss bats woke up in Tuesday night's win
22: over Memphis. The Rebel offense exploded in a 16-4 victory at home, including a 5-RBI night from Justin Bench. Ole Miss faces Jackson State this afternoon at 6.30. In Pearl this afternoon, Mississippi State and Southern Miss will meet at Trustmark Park with first pitch set for six. Additional tickets have been made available for tonight's game
13: after the governor lifted capacity limits at outdoor venues. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Eddie Davis.
1: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month
6: is an event you don't want to miss
1: Go with the home team. Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 till 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Just when you think you've heard it all, heard it all, heard it all, heard it all. It's time. It's time to kickstart another hour of the JT Show. But the freaking is. On with the show. Showtime. Now, here's more with JT on Super Talk, Mississippi.
4: everyone hour 2 of the JT show super talk mississippi on this right oh, on. there we go yes it is kevin from smithville says acronyms are racist ban safe cities initiative kevin you you made a mistake it's capital S A F E it's got to be <laughs> in the style of an acronym it's insanity No new gas stations. Wonder if a city council member owns several existing stations and is trying to protect an investment. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. You know, I'd like to think such a uh, conspiracy was true. I could accept that, I think, more readily than the fact is these people just know better than you. And what they believe is that the consumption of fossil fuels is detrimental to life. On this planet, and we got to discontinue it now. What did uh, John Kerry say not too long ago? We talked about it here. Got nine years, or we're going to face a climate catastrophe. And then I think we read, Rhino, the long list of all the predictions of climate catastrophe going back to 1969. How long do we have to wait? You know, when I started my business, it's just kind of an equivalent aside. Everybody said, you're going to fail. And you know why they tell you that? Because they're jealous. They, you're doing something they don't have the cojones to do. They want to see you fail. I just get the feeling every time I see these Democrats preach. They don't talk. They preach and lecture. And admonish. they admonish. They relish in failure, in bad news, in fear-mongering. They hate fun. They, they hate freedom. Their power is derived from f- quite the opposite. I now think with respect to this whole COVID mess, and we'll get to that here in a second, the governor's la- uh, latest orders, they want to perpetuate this. They don't want to open up. They don't want to let people make their own minds up. They don't want people to be free. They don't get any power from that. They get power from, you got to have us. You can't make it without us. And so, Governor Abbott yesterday announces, we're opening up Texas. 100% capacity. No mask mandates. The governor here, Governor Tate Reeves, announces yesterday, effective today, 5 o'clock, right, Rhino, that no mask mandate and businesses can operate, return to operating at 100%. And there's some nuances for schools, nuances for schools. I think there's an increase in indoor capacity and to 50%, or outdoor capacity, excuse me, to 50%. Pull the order up here in a second. I thought I had it committed to memory. Sorry, folks, I didn't. Too many other things going through my head. But that's the, basically the gist of it. And immediately, Governor Newsom from California, whose state is still largely locked up, he calls out the governors and says, They're reckless! And it's the crying wolf syndrome. How many times do we have to hear these tyrants call freedom and individual liberty and allowing people to take stock of their own situation and decide their own risk uh, level and their own propensity for that? How How much longer do we have to hear them just fail in all their predictions? And you know what I think? They don't want to admit, they want to keep this going, because they don't want to acknowledge or admit that much of what they said and ordered and dictated was wrong. And they simply can't accept the fact that, hmm, maybe this wasn't the best approach. And I get it when you're learning, because you know, this is what you hear about following the science. Science is dynamic. It is evolving. And there's some things...
3: That should have made itself pretty self-evident in the last 12 months.
4: Yeah, exactly. Now, there's some things, including in all areas of science, once enough information is analyzed, and enough facts are obtained, and enough evidence empirically, physical and otherwise is in hand, then science can be established permanently. I'll give you an example. There ain't but two genders. That's established. We don't gotta analyze that anymore. Something like COVID, which by the way is referred to as what? A novel novel disease. Novel. New. Not fully understood. That's by definition. So you collect information. You experience, and you adapt the science and the guidance to that. But some of these people never did. Just think about some of the insanity, Rhino, you and I, on this air over the last year, talked about. This one came to mind. You may remember this one. This is one of the early ones. Nassau County, New York. Remember... Nassau County is governed like by a county government. There's like no city or something to that effect. I think it was maybe the April time frame. And Nassau County's fairly well to do county. Got lots of public parks. And that and the lady who's the whatever, president of the board, the council, whatever it is that governs the county, she's out on a tennis court. You remember that in front of a podium with the seal of Nassau County hanging on the front of the post. So official. And, and flanking her are two, I think, members of whatever it is, the council, the board that governs. And she's on the tennis courts, and she's gone through this long list of how you can utilize the parks for recreation during the COVID era. But the one that sticks out, one of the points of guidance and orders that sticks out, she's on the tennis courts, and she says, No doubles. no doubles you can play tennis but no doubles and what have we learned since then there's like almost no way to spread this disease outside
3: yeah it's incredibly difficult you you would have to be breathing the same air as the person that's infected which would mean you you have to be locking lips or face to face for a
4: prolonged period of time, when you're outdoors, but what do we see months after that? Joe Biden on a road in the middle of freaking nowhere in a Corvette, a convertible Corvette, with a mask on. I don't get it. That's well, dumb. By that
3: point, the masks had been politicized.
4: Correct, and I still believe it's perhaps the arguably the most controversial political matter. In our country. Most divisive. And now there are studies that show all but about 7% of people have been wearing masks the last several months. That's that's been determined. And so this this admonishment and lecturing that the reason we're having all this spread is because people aren't wearing masks. It's those Republicans that aren't wearing masks. It's those conservative people. No, that's not the case. These people want to perpetuate this nonsense, I'm telling you. They want to keep you locked up. They want to eviscerate your freedoms. They get enormous power out of that. They're relevant. They're not relevant if you don't. And now our good friend, Big Gretch. You seen this one? Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan, who nobody even knew who the hell she was until COVID, did you? I didn't know who she was. And I doubt they know who our governor is. That's the way it works. That's fine. She rose to fame, and she knows it because of her goofy press conferences. Well, now there's a report suggesting that she, too, she bribed someone, is the allegation, to cover the numbers. what you see? It's the truth. I just heard that this morning. Heard that on the business news. Big Gretch. We'll see if we can find it for you. I get fired up about this. I'm, I'm tired of this tyranny, tired of this authoritarianism. We'll talk a little bit about the governor's revised order and more of that when we come back. Stay with us.
15: Afraid of falling? You're not alone. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson can help you improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of unique specialized therapists utilize cutting-edge equipment only found at Physical of Jackson. Conveniently located in Flowood, Physical of Jackson can help you get back to enjoying a healthy, independent lifestyle again. Call Physical of Jackson today for your appointment.
8: 601 487 260. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an mark This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and & Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special mark pricing and special mark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993.
5: Whether it's getting the kiddos to school.
15: I love you. Bye,
7: Mom.
5: Or taking it off-road and uphill.
7: Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) woohoo! Oh, yeah, baby.
25: We've got the right tires
22: for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot, at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram.
24: It's that time of year when love is in the air
5: and you just crave something sweet. Valentine's Day. Ah, uh,
1: wrong. It's Mazda of Jackson's Sweet deal Sales Event. That's right, all February. We're giving you the sweetest deals possible on our entire selection of Mazdas. Right now, get 0% financing for 60 months on new 2021 Mazda CX-9s and on 2021 Mazda 6s. That's right, 0% for 60 months. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also offering you money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. Get super low 2.9% financing on certified pre on Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. So come scoop up your sweet deal before it's too late. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See
21: dealer for details with the credit and like models.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi.
7: What are you even talking about?
0: News, sports, celebrity gossip, food. What what, what does that mean? You know, they talk about normal stuff. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi.
12: Fellas, try to do what those ladies tell us. Get shot down because you're overzealous. Play hard to get females, get jealous. Okay, smarty, go to a party. Girls are scantily clad, a show body. A chick walks by, you wish you could sex up, but just stand
4: another wall like he was Poindexter. Next, day okay, smarty, go to, go to a party.
3: Yeah, from everything I can tell, Miss Smarty Pants, Big Gretch,
4: is at least going to face scrutiny for this. Okay. I guarantee you there's something. Underneath all that. William in Cortland, Mississippi says, there are 12 gas stations in Batesville. And I said back, I said, I just estimated population of about 12,000. He said, no, nope, 7,200 last census. <laughs> wow. Incredible. So that gives you an idea of how that compares to Petaluma, where they can't build any more gas stations. Oh, my gosh. Just unbelievable. All right, so on uh, from this would be from the Memphis area, uh, texting in on the C Spire text line. Can't we just break off California and New York from the country and let them make their own island? You know, I wish we could. Well, the doomsday it, people say California may do that for us with it, the earthquakes. That's true, and I've been hearing that since I was a wee lad. Any day now. Kurt Russell off. made a movie about that, didn't he? Yeah. Any day now. So, you know, one thing, though, uh, folks, it's probably worth pointing out, is that even though our general fund budget in the state of Mississippi is a little over $6 billion a year, our total government expenditures within the state is about 20. So you say, where's the rest of the money come from? Unfortunately, California and New York, and I'm sick of it, and others. So Mississippi has the distinction of the highest ratio of federal to state dollars. In other words, federal in, state dollars invested, or state out, to the federal. We are subsidized by the very states whose culture, whose worldview, whose governing philosophy is antithetical to ours, totally different. That is when we will succeed, and when we are no longer so reliant on distribution of federal monies via the other states, the citizens of the other states. This is why I support eliminating the income tax as an approach to expanding our economy. And, by the way, elimination of taxes on productivity and income and shifting what minimum tax burden we should have some would say we shouldn't have any shouldn't have any government that's extreme and and there's then there's all sort of levels in between none and a, and too much right but but nonetheless back to the point
3: i mean in a Purely utopian society, where there was no ill will, there was no malice or greed or any any of the other negatives that come along with human nature and society. No government would be nice, but when you look at it in practice and in reality, that Eiffel that ivory tower comes crumbling down pretty
4: quickly. Yeah, and and of course there there are other shall we say, minimum functions of government. I believe in, in taxation that is sufficient to cover the minimum constitutional functions of government. Simple as that. And the fact is, the vast majority, you could argue, of the outflows, certainly at the federal level, are not the minimum constitutional uh appropriated or defined functions of government. You, you get it to the state level, it gets a little different than how that money is allocated and spent. But but nonetheless, that's I mean you could just parse that information out to the cows come home. But shifting tax the tax burden from income and productivity over to consumption, which frankly is voluntary. That's nothing new. This isn't something just dreamed up like a lot of people think of. This has been a hallmark of conservative tax policy for decades. Nothing new. Nothing whatsoever. I know a lot of people think, well, they just got together for a couple of days down there at the House and dreamed that up. No. That has been, again, an ingrained fundamental principle in conservative tax policy for as long as I can remember, frankly. So it, it wasn't just cropped out a whole cloth, shall we say. Now, there's all kinds of nuances to that, no question. I totally agree with that. that I think bare discussion and possible adjustment and amendment, but just chunking the idea uh, that it's just not something that's tenable or desirable I think would be a bad move uh, for the state at this point and that's a I think that's a, a it would be unfortunate I'll just put it that way if that were the case there, there are things that that we could do to kind of again soften the uh, some of the blow for the very small I think number of people that would experience uh, some sort of uh, negative impact, but in general, I've probably run a hundred different scenarios through the models. And, and look, folks, you can argue all you want. I'm, I welcome that. With my model, it's just based on understanding and experience of running a household, and
3: it's an application of publicly available information.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's all I did, and so it it computes existing taxes it computes under the new plan, it factors in the change in the grocery tax, it factors in the change in the tax on everything that would be subject to the higher rate and it considers all of those expenditures out of a household that are not subject to income, excuse me, to sales tax. It also considers those which are tax-deferred, such as contributions to retirement plans from a federal perspective. And why do you have to compute the federal? Here's why. Because that determines how much net pay, take-home pay you have. Disposable income is the term. To figure out about how much of that are you spending in the various ways to come to that final, how much are you spending on the stuff that is taxed at a lower rate? Food. How much are you spending on the stuff that's taxed at a higher rate? How much are you are saving on income taxes? And the net of that is the net savings, benefits, or net additional cost. Uh, everybody that sent me their information, I've plugged it in, they all end up with a savings. All the dozens of scenarios I've, I've, I've done, they do. Again, if, if folks would like to say, well, no, that's not really my situation, change this, change that's fine. I, okay. But pretty confident, you know, based on the number that I've done to this point, that that's still going to yield a savings. A person making $15,000 a year. Which is minimum wage? Because I've heard the I've heard the criticism that well, the poor folks this this is going to place a higher burden on them. So I took a fifteen thousand dollar a year person, that's minimum wage, and there are people that make less than that. Federal poverty level is twelve thousand dollars. You can plug that in as well, and it yields one hundred forty three dollars savings just based on the estimates I use for how much they're spending on housing, and I figured out what. The federal government deems as affordable housing, I use that level, and how much they spend on health care, assuming that they're getting um, subsidies in the Obamacare exchanges, using the the subsidies as applied. I'm assuming they're not saving any money at that level. That they got a little bit of expense in other insurance, maybe some expense in gas. An outsized amount of their money, I'm assuming, is spending on food. If you're making that kind of money, you're probably not eating out a lot. If you are, well, that's um, th- that would change that. And then how much they spend on everything else. This comes up with $143 savings. And it could be, again, you could make some adjustments there, but it ain't going to be a lot. A A person, frankly, making $15,000 a year under the present plan uh, it, given those scenarios, it's only paying $110 in state income taxes as it is. So, anyhow, kind of kind of uh, getting off into the weeds a little bit on on that, on the tax stuff, because it's a big deal. My, my gut feel is, just based on what we're hearing out of the lieutenant governor and now that the bill's passed the House and is over in the Senate, I, I'd say slim chance, but it's a good dead gum start and I think we got to keep talking about it. At a minimum, we've generated discussion. We've initiated discussion. We got to keep talking about it. We got to we got to think creatively to try to move our state forward. That's kind of the bottom line there. Not married to this one. I just think this is a dang good start. That's all. Is this one hit? wonder Wednesday. That's correct. That's a one hit wonder there. <laughs> I can still see the video with those little crazy hats they got on. <laughs> Stay with us folks when we come back the phone lines are open. Give us a call 888-808-8637. We'll be right back.
25: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
15: Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in itself
17: to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are.
15: I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. (laughs) I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876.
17: Realtors and homeowners, listen up. When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move, that's when you call Two Men in a Truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit
13: twomininatruck.com. I'm Andy Davis and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The Department of Health is reporting 380 new cases of COVID-19. The
22: latest report brings the state's total up to
13: just under 295,700
22: cases. With the confirmation of 19 additional deaths, 6,743 Mississippians have passed away from the virus. As hospitalizations decline and vaccinations increase, all state-issued mask mandates and restrictions on businesses will expire this afternoon at 5 p.m.
13: And a state economist is being asked to do projections on the bill that would phase out the income tax. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says when you take $2.7 and start to move around deductions and in income and expenses, it creates economic impacts.
6: And so I want to make sure, even though you have these numbers that may match now, those numbers are not static. If you raise the price of tractors,
10: do people buy as many tractors? If you raise the price of cars, do they buy as many cars?
13: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
0: JT and Rhino. Faces made for radio. The JT Show. Super Talk, Mississippi.
27: I was walking down the street when out the corner of my
2: eye I saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, I never seen a man who looks so all alone. Or could you use a little company? If you pay the right price, your evening will be nice, and you can go and send me all
4: my Welcome back, everyone. The JT show is with you today. On this. Oh. Dear. Yes, it is indeed. Thank you for that, Rhino. Super Talk, Mississippi. The phone lines are open. The Super Talk call line, 888 808 8637. Give us a call. We'll talk a little bit on the air. So, some other stuff coming in about the, the taxes uh, situation. Appreciate that. Kenny in Wayne County says, I just hope there's some protection for property tax. Most states without income tax have way higher property tax than we do. Our school board asks for more every year. Yeah, the the county governments in general uh, are responsible for assessing and determining the amount, for the most part, of ad valorem taxes, property taxes on residents, etc., vehicles, um, and and so that, that really is more their purview, and of course, look, it, it's just a function of how big is government, and, and, and therefore how much money does it need to operate, and what should be the taxing methodology and approach to collect that money. One of the things that I think is, is notable about this particular bill, 1439, that would abolish the state income tax, is that it does have some provisions. That would, in fact, restrain uh, restrain spending. There are some details in there that basically... it's. I don't know that there's ever been any other legislation at the state level that says we're going to constrain spending based on these computations. I can't recall any. So I, I would say that is positive. That's a positive step. And even though initially these exemptions kick in that would eliminate income taxes for those making $50,000 or less as an individual $100,000 or less as a married couple, those exemptions continue to escalate all the way to the point where the tax is completely abolished in 10 years, but they escalate based on hitting certain revenue targets, the assumption being economic growth. Some degree of increases on the additional sales tax, tax taxing consumption. People spend more money because they got more money in their pocket. All of that's figured in. The DOR does computation. Here's the revenue comparison, one year, uh, the current year to the prior. And if that hits certain targets, so then the exemption is raised. That's the way that works. We got Jimmy from North Mississippi. Let me
27: get a word in, him. Yeah, go ahead. Now you talking about
4: you know, and they
27: don't affect people that much. Yep. Well, I'm retarded, 77-year-old. Mm-hmm.
7: You
27: think I'm going to go out here and spend another $1,500 $1, for a new vehicle just for to pay more taxes? No, sir.
4: Yeah, didn't say that. In fact,
27: at that time, this country got back to where it's supposed to be and, and quit taking care of everybody, everybody that don't want to do nothing.
4: Yeah, and the, and the federal government sends us about $14 million a year to do that. And we would absolutely. This state would crash without federal assistance. That's how. That's that's what bothers me. That's what keeps me up at night. Seven seven hundred twenty thousand people in Mississippi on Medicaid. Highest Medicaid match of any state in the country. Lowest per capita income. Lowest household income. Highest rate of everything bad. We're number one, and everything good, we're number fifty. I'm I'm tired of it. I hear you, and I've suge- I've suggested. I, I'm tired of paying for it too. Working people are paying the taxes in the state of Mississippi on income, folks that are retired, I'm all for it. I'm all for them keeping their break. And I've suggested to the Speaker, let's look at a refundable tax credit to, refi- to retire well, folks now, sir, to offset that. To
27: you, about. you said that day that, that the retired people don't pay, say retirement did not pay taxes.
4: Now how is it? Now you explain that to me, because I pay it, oh man. No, the, the amount you pay in to a 401k plan or a qualified pension plan, a private pension plan, that reduces your income that is subject to income tax. That's been the case for a long time, decades. The amount you pay into Social Security it's not. I hear you.
27: I'm paying I'm payin on my Social Security, and I'm paying on you, my State Retirement. I'm there. talking
4: about when you paid into it. When you paid into it. When you paid into PERS, if you were if you're a state employee, that reduces... Your gross income is subject to, to uh, state and federal income tax. It's a it's what's called a qualified pension plan. So when so what's happening is you're not paying tax on it when you're contributing, and then when you're taking out, you're not paying tax on it again in the state of Mississippi. State income tax. You are federal, but not state. So you so retirees in the state I think it's great. They get a double break, in effect. And I think if we could soften the blow by issuing a refundable tax credit on what would be a a slight increase due to the 2.5% increase on those products and services subject to sales taxes... I think that'd be a win-win. I don't want to see anybody pay more taxes. I want to see everybody pay less, including you and a retired person.
27: still going to do.
4: going to make people pay more taxes. No, it won't. Working people are the ones that get the break. Retired people, some would pay slightly more, but if we could institute this credit, I'm suggesting, and maybe lower the exemptions so that working people would pay a little bit more and the retired people would still get the, the concessions and the breaks they get, I think that would level it out and we could get broader support.
27: Yeah, they tell me I ain't got no sense, but I got more sense. People, most people think I got. I can't read and write. But I don't know how to think, and I think it's just a, another way for them to get more money to spend what they want to and don't need it. Now that's my opinion. I'm gone.
4: It It's less money. It would be less money. Um, the only way they would get more money is if the economy expanded. It would, it would be way less money on the income tax. So by the way, the income tax. I appreciate the call the income tax generates about 1.9 billion dollars a year and sales taxes generate about 2.2 that's of the total um, amount of revenue collected in the six billion dollar range so if we were to totally abolish the income tax and not at least replace that partially with some other form of taxation that'd leave a 1.9 billion dollar hole in the budget. That's about 35%. So I would just ask the question, 35%, what do you want to cut? Most of it goes to education, about 53%. Next in line is Medicaid, that's 900. And by the way, we spend about $950 million a year in Mississippi on Medicaid. The federal government sends us almost $5 billion. The Medicaid tab, combined federal and state, is as big as the entire general fund budget. We need to get people working. We have a low labor participation rate at 55%. It's terrible. Way below the national average. we got to get people working. And and off of Medicaid. And we didn't even expand Medicaid. If we expanded Medicaid under Obamacare, that figure rises by a billion dollars. We, we need to figure out ways to get people off of Medicaid. And I'm talking about the federal government level as well. What they want to do is, is create a Medicaid for all. So when Elizabeth Warren, what did you call her yesterday, Bruno? Liawatha. <laughs> when she stands in front of the world and says, we're going to tax those millionaires, just keep in mind, she's not saying because we got to pay down our debt, and reduce our deficit. Hell no. There's no, that doesn't exist in the Democrat mind. She's made it clear. So we can pay for everybody's child care, so we can pay for everybody's health care, so we can pay for everybody's college education, so we can pay for four day work weeks, so we can pay for more family leave, more green energy crap. There's no intention of going and robbing people of their. Their assets. We're not talking about their income. That'd be like them coming to your house and knocking on the door and say, let's see, I'll take that table, I'll take that refrigerator, let's go to the backyard, let's dig up some stuff here, I'll take that. It's confisc- I'll take your vehicle. That's confiscating assets. That's already been earned and paid for. That's what she wants to do. And not to curb the deficit, not to pay down the debt, to invest it in Programs. Because, you know, government programs, that's the solution to everything. This bill, while not perfect, and I've made it clear, I don't want anybody to bear any additional taxes. And I would challenge anybody to show me an example where a working person, a person earning income, doesn't benefit from this particular bill as as drafted today without making any nuanced changes. I understand the situation, and I'm sympathetic to I'm about to be one, a retired person. I'm not at the, quite at the age yet, uh, but uh, it, I get it. And that's why I've suggested, let's look at this adjustment. And you heard the speaker, he's wide open to that. Everybody is to make some adjustments to get something going. But just to look at it say, no, nope, won't work. Okay, well, then we'll just be 50th forever. I'm sick of it. West Virginia kicking our butt. West Virginia. The couch burners. No disrespect to West Virginia of one of my customers. I love it up there. They do need to find a new way to celebrate. I agree. <laughs> You're right about that. Oh, man, we're getting fired up. We're going to take a little break here. we got another segment here in the second hour. Stay with us on the JT show, Super Talk, Mississippi.
25: Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show, conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today.
19: Fun fun.
26: R.J.'s Outboard Sales and Service is your Central Mississippi Boating Headquarters. R.J.'s offers top-of-the-line brands like Skeeter, War Eagle, G3, Express, and Bennington Pontoon Boats, all powered by Yamaha Outboards. R.J.'s Outboard, 1208 Old Fannin Road in Brandon, the dealership that's
17: service-built. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. We're talking to Dr. John Hutchinson, the uh, Director of Cattle Technical Services with Merck. Dr. Hutchinson, appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. If you would, tell us a little bit about what we need to be looking out for for our, our cattle.
1: You bet, Dixon. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, it's spring. I know some of you out there don't think it's spring. We've had a pretty rough start to our spring weather. You know, the thing you need to be worried about is the worms, the parasites. Uh, they're coming alive out there. They, they've overwintered. The cows are out there. The grass is going to start greening up. Up. And so producers need to be thinking about spring deworming.
17: I believe you've got a product you can use for that, right?
1: Our product Safeguard, it, it's the product that would fit in a lot of different situations. Safeguard is extremely efficacious in killing those parasites that are right now in your cows and your calves. Uh, they're also the parasites that are out on the pasture that are being picked up
9: every day as your cows eat grass.
10: This is the Super Talk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. Smart shoppers will tell you they found it on HiBid.com. HiBid.com lets you explore thousands of auctions across the U.S. and around the world. You'll find gold coins, sporting goods, classic cars, collectible toys, fine jewelry, household items, and sports memorabilia autographed by the greats. HiBid.com has hundreds of thousands of items for sale every day. It's easy to search, and it's easy to find auctions in your area. Just go to HiBid.com. That's H-I-B. ID.com and see what everyone is talking about.
8: Need a career? A job? An opportunity? If so, Mississippi Community
17: Colleges are your affordable solution. As experts in training people for high paying careers and connecting people to opportunities, Mississippi Community Colleges can help you achieve your dream. Visit your community college for more information on the My Best Program and other career pathways. I'm Dr. Andrea Mayfield, Executive Director of the Mississippi
1: Community College Board.
25: For more information, even Email info at mccb.edu.
15: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: JT and Rhino, the JT Show. What is wrong with you people? Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Welcome back, everyone, the JT show, Super Talk, Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on the 601 C Spire text line. I'm retired and I will never be qualified for Medicaid, and they're wanting Medicaid expansion. Yeah, um, if you're retired senior and your income is uh, at the level of eligibility. You could, in fact, qualify for Medicaid in addition to Medicare, of course, which is essentially mandatory once you hit 65. you got to shift over to that. Did you know that a lot of folks are familiar with Medicare? You pay that in. A lot of Uh,
3: folks don't realize it's broken up into parts.
4: Correct. Because you have Medicare A, A, which is
3: your normal medical expenses, like going to the doctor. Yeah. Then you've got Primary care, yeah. yeah, and you got Part D, which is prescription, prescription coverage. Drug.
4: Bush deal, yeah. That wasn't I don't
3: remember which one B and I think B is for uh, home
4: hospitalization. Home? I think is one of them as well. Uh, major and medical one care.
3: is home health care.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. So yeah, that's absolutely right. And of course, m- most folks, if they can afford it, have supplemental plans to kind of cover what Medicare does. Medicare, of course, reimburses considerably less than private insurance does. Uh, I don't want to get into all that uh, weeds today on health care, but the Democrats seek to institute it's really more of a Medicaid for all than a Medicare for all, just based on the way they want to structure it, certainly with respect to the reimbursement rates and so forth. Uh, And this is what Liawatha wants to do by taxing a 1,000. They basically want a 1,000 households to pay for health care for the vast majority of Americans. That's the goal. 330 million get their care based on the funding received in the way of taxation of assets of wealth. And you know, in in 1992, there were 12 European countries that implemented this goofy wealth tax, it killed them. There's now two left. Even France said, France. They're just a shade short of communism. Even France says it ain't working. Gotta get, but here in the United States, we're looking at it,
3: and that's the same country that every uh, ten years or so they just lop a decimal point off to take care of inflation. <laughs> that's right. You go to the <laughs> store one day and a loaf of bread costs a hundred of whatever they use, and the next day it's ten. Exactly.
4: <laughs> it's wacky. Well, it is. So on the C-SPY text line. Yeah, we'll look it up in a second. Hospital inpatients, B outpatient and doctors, uh, D is prescription coverage. I, I know D is prescription coverage because the Democrats love to blast Bush. And that's just really, frankly, a, a benefit that he pushed for and, and also provided no offsetting revenue to cover it. This is where government got out of its swim lane again. And it costs money. There's no funding for it. Then there's a so-called Medicare prescription drug coverage donut hole where there's, there's uh, a level of a, uh, medi- uh, prescription cost during the year where you get no coverage and then you fall back into it. That's why they call it the donut hole. It's kind of a convoluted program. But Luke and Oxford says uh, A is for inpatient, B is for outpatient. That's the way it is. Yeah. C is plans for private insurers. That's right, the uh, Medicare... Advantage and stuff. D is prescription drug. C is all inclusive of A, B, and D. Got it. Thanks. Appreciate that, Luke. Yeah. Um, when I was studying all that, kind of had that closer to the head. Appreciate you reminding us. Yeah, it's for been
3: over a decade since I've dealt with any of that. But I do remember the nightmare that was the donut hole. Because That's you'd have people coming in and they'd be paying next to nothing for a month or two. And then several months, it's like this is a $400 a month ordeal until they got past the donut hole, and it's back to, oh, well, it's nothing now. Yeah, exactly. And that's incredibly difficult to handle when you're on a fixed income. If it, you're paying for a couple of months, and it's 3 or $4, and then for a couple of months it's $400, and then, okay, now it's back down to a couple bucks.
4: And based on information published by the trust fund of Medicare, when you consider the amount of money, the average Medicare subscriber has paid in over their working years because it is a tax levied with, by the way with no cap I think it's 1.45% of gross income when you consider that and compare that to the amount of benefits received average benefits by the average Medicare beneficiary it's a negative $300,000 when you factor in any income received on the investment of those contributions through your working years. Even when you factor that in. And the more we live and the more health care we invent and the more it costs, the more upside down that figure gets. It's just simple math. We shall take a break right here. We've got Super Talk News, Fox News coming up. And then, when we return in the afternoon hour, we've got our good friend, the senator from District 23, Briggs Hopson. He'll come in and talk to us about what's going on down there at the Capitol. Stay with us here on the JT Show.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601 345
7: 8090. Fox News.
21: I'm Chris Foster. The Senate's holding another hearing about security failures at the Capitol during the riot there January 6th and why it took so long for reinforcements to show up.
15: Commander of the D.C. National Guard, Major
13: General William Walker, told lawmakers, Capitol Police, and other officials waited for hours to get approval to bring in the National Guard.
18: Relayed to me by Army senior leaders at
21: 5.08 p.m.
13: Senior defense official Robert Salasus testified the acting defense secretary directed the movement of the National Guard at 3.04 p.m.
21: Fox's Rachel Sutherland, 10 rockets hit an airbase in western Iraq. An American contractor died after having a heart attack while taking shelter. No troops are reported hurt.
26: This is the fourth western base there targeted in three weeks. That's the Al-Assad Air base, hosting coalition that includes U.S. troops. And they now say that Iraqi special forces are responding and investigating.
21: Fox's Greg Palcott, America's looking to Fox.
25: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
13: Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. On Tuesday, Governor Tate Reeves explained the drop in hospitalizations as he lifted mask mandates and restrictions in Mississippi. At the peak,
14: Mississippi had 1,450 patients COVID positive in our hospital beds throughout Mississippi. That number is 420 today. We are down 70%, really 72% from where we were just two months ago.
13: Anyone with underlying health conditions and those over 65 are eligible to be vaccinated, along with teachers and first responders. And in addition to the six fatalities, there is more damage being reported following the recent winter storm. MEMA Executive Director Stephen McCraney.
17: Eleven homes have been completely destroyed. Some of those due to storms, some of those due to uh, faulty fire apparatuses in the house, which happened to consume those houses. Twenty-five with major damages. Forty-nine business and farms affected you so
13: far. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
23: Hey, I'm Steve Azar, and you never know who or what you'll hear when I spend a Mississippi minute with my friends. We are with the fabulous Norbert Putnam as he played on so many hit records, you can't count them and produced for some of the biggest acts ever. we got to talk Jimmy Buffett.
24: One day at breakfast, he says, uh, I started a new song. It's about a night and a day in, in Key West. I played a bar and I got drunk. And coming home, I stepped out of my flip-flop and I just kept going. I stepped on a beer can. And <laughs> the next morning, I'm up and I'm hungover and I'm trying to make a margarita. I got some shrimp boiling. I can't find the salt. I said, Jimmy, I kind of like this.
23: And he said, yeah, I think I'll call it Margaritaville. In a Mississippi Minute. Be sure to check out In a Mississippi Minute with me, Steve Azar, right here on your local Supertalk Mississippi station and now on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.
13: There seems to be a growing consensus that the bill designed to phase out the income tax in Mississippi needs some work. Don Starnes is state director of the National Federation of Independent Business. Tax
9: policy shows that you should not tax the business inputs. You know, if you're if it if you need it to make the product or get where you're mm-hmm. going.
13: To, to get to market, then you shouldn't be taxing well, that. She's referring to the part of the plan that bumps up the tax paid on items like farm and manufacturing equipment. And 10 Mississippi schools have been named among the nation's best for veterans and military-connected students. The schools include Mississippi College, Southern Miss, Meridian Community College, Mississippi State, Northwest Mississippi Community College, Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, Mississippi University for Women, Jackson State, Hines Community College, and Ole Miss, Southern, Gulf Gulf Coast and Mississippi State landed in the top 10, and Ole Miss earned the Gold Award. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Amy Davis.
6: This is Mississippi State Bulldog Jake Mangum. Family is everything, on the field, at home, everywhere. When I step up to the plate, it means the world that my family is behind me every swing. That's why I love my Farm Bureau family. They've got my back no matter what. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit FabRates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance.
2: Casino Radio. It's
1: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. The JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Real talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JTJT. JT.
4: Welcome back everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, rolling right into the afternoon we are here on this, what day is it, Rhino? Huh? D- Thank you. Joining us now, our good friend from the Mississippi State Senate, the chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee, representing District 23, Senator Briggs Hobson. Afternoon, Senator.
18: Good afternoon, Gerard. Good to be with you. I'm sorry I'm not with you in person, but uh, we'll make up for it next time. I'll come to the studio.
4: You bet. Appreciate you coming on. Totally understand. Uh, I know it's kind of fast and furious around the Capitol there today. Give us kind of the latest on what you have your eye on there, especially with a focus on what you're doing with appropriations there, Senator.
18: Well, let me just kind of set the stage generally for what's going on at the Capitol. Uh, You know, yesterday was a deadline day and we took up uh, the House bills that had come to us were actually transferred over. We considered those and and took up several. Many of them died. Uh, Likewise, the Senate bills were transferred to the House and their deadline for getting those uh, onto the calendar uh, occurred yesterday. So yesterday was a big day. The last few days have been very big to see which bills of the other chamber uh, that our chamber would want to take up. And and that's been the primary focus. And then of course I'm always keeping an eye on appropriations too because that's a that's a never ending uh topic.
4: Yeah. And and uh and of course you really get busy once all the sausage is made and and the uh the, the bills are kind of signed and in the books and you uh, you you know what it's going to cost and how you got to allocate it. Essentially, that's did us I guess accurately at a high level describe the appropriations process. And I understand it's way more complicated than that, but at a high level.
18: Yeah, that's that's basically it. I mean, there there are a few things that go on that are important to understand. One is the typical appropriations bills. We have about 110 different agency bills that we take up every year. Uh, so, I'm always going to have my eye on those. But then as the process goes along, there are different things that the legislature decides uh, that we want to do collectively, and sometimes yeah. those cost money, as you well understand. And so, we, we end up um, looking at those two, and they maybe add on costs. Sometimes they're actually reductions, uh, but they end up going through one of the agency's budgets, and then that's we when we set our final budget right at the end of the session, uh, and those will be reflected in those various uh, 110 or so agency budgets.
4: What's it looking like, Senator? Total general fund budget at this point? I've been saying six billion and change here on the air. Is that still in the neighborhood? You think?
18: Well, that would include. If when you get over six, you're talking about adding in things like the education enhancement fund, the healthcare yeah. expendable fund, yep. the tobacco control fund, a few things like that. Uh, if you're talking about just straight general funds, what goes into the general fund agency? We're talking about five point. $6 billion roughly, okay. and then the other several, a um, couple of hundred million are, are the uh, items that I mentioned, and a few other things that may be added in.
4: And it, it looks like, uh, based on latest reports on revenue, still doing pretty well there, huh?
18: yeah you know you and i've had a couple interviews along the way and i keep knocking on wood every time we have a discussion and and i'm going to continue to knock on wood but revenue looks good right now we're 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 beating our revenue projections for sure uh i will say for the listeners keep in mind our revenue estimates going into this fiscal year were not great because we're still in the pandemic and so uh, we had probably a little bit lower revenue estimate, but I'm glad to see our economy is trucking along pretty well, all things considered. And there are a lot of factors. This is a weird, a weird year. I mean, any way you slice it with all the uncertainty of the pandemic, uh, uh, certainly there have been some federal stimulus dollars that have changed some uh, spending habits and other things in our economy. But overall, you have to look at it and say, uh, you know, we, we've got to be fairly pleased with where we are. And, and, and I'm going to give credit to... Uh, start with the governor uh, and some of his policies and things that he's done. Also, uh, my fellow legislators and leaders in the Senate, and then certainly the people of Mississippi that are that are continuing to push along and and, and keep business open as best they can. And uh, that's what keeps us going. You know, we we're funded largely by income tax, sales tax, corporate tax. We've got some others, obviously gaming tax, alcohol tax, use tax, et cetera. Yeah. That's what funds our state government. And and the more people are out doing, the better opportunity we have to, to generate revenue, to make our state, uh, you know, to meet some of the needs of the state, and then ultimately to be able to provide some relief to the taxpayers.
4: And with respect, Senator, to to revenue, since we're on that topic, you, you got to believe that the governor's order to return businesses to 100% capacity Effective today, I think at five o'clock. Certainly, we got to hope that that, that will result in an increase of revenues.
18: Yeah, you, you, you got to think it it does. And I hear from my constituents, those that own shops and businesses and restaurants, and you know they've had concerns about it, particularly my restaurateurs in my area that have had um, concerns about trying to make ends meet, keep keep people employed, yeah. uh, put food not only on their table, no pun intended, but yeah. but put it on the, the tables of the people that rely on, on them. And so it's important for our state. I mean, obviously we wanna be careful as it relates to the, the health situation. Um, and I discussed, in fact, I had a conversation with Dr. Dobbs this morning, You know, hoping to get more vaccine rollouts uh, and, and get people back to where we, we're opening this economy up uh, full steam ahead.
4: Yeah, and that's uh, good timing with the weather improving. Uh, people are out more, wanting to. I think people are tired of being holed up. I, I know you've heard it; I have. We and we experienced it ourselves. And and I I think a lot of folks have tucked away some money. I mean, all the e- economists and all the reports from the financial community, banking community, uh, suggest that folks are sitting on. a little bit of nest egg, and they're ready to go out and take vacations and, and be active and get out and about and spend money. And I think we're going to benefit from that.
18: I hope so. I, I need to get them to teach me how to save some more money. So, uh, if those that are sitting, listen, give me a call and let me know. How I, I, can I understand. Put some money aside, I think my wife and my children are <laughs> helping me spend about everything we bring in. Well, I got you.
4: Well, uh, certainly for a while there, we were kind of locked up. You, it was hard to spend your money, frankly, other than on the you know the bare essential necessities of life. You just about couldn't buy anything else for a while. But it, I think uh, you got to be optimistic. I certainly am. I hope our audience is, and I think our legislature is. I think that looks good. You've got some pivotal legislation that's flowing through over from the House, as you mentioned uh, at the top of the interview. Uh, the teacher pay raise, I know there's some complexities there with that being a feature of the HB 1439 uh, tax reform bill, and I think we've got perhaps some separate legislation now to address that. That was one of the lieutenant governor's top priorities. Where does that stand now, Senator?
18: We passed last night a what we call a standalone teacher pay raise bill in the Senate. Uh, I, I'm going to tell you, we we pushed that in the Senate for two years now. That's yeah. been very important. It's been a priority issue for us in the Senate. And Senator DeBar, the chairman of Education, along with the Lieutenant Governor and and those of us that serve on the Education Committee and Appropriations Committee, had the opportunity. Last night to take a house bill uh, and and put our teacher pay raise language into it and move it along to the floor. Uh, so it is important for us, and we've we've recognized that. I've already set aside money uh, in the budgeting process to make sure we had enough money to provide this teacher pay raise. And so that that one is, I think, on its way. There's still some obviously negotiations that will have to occur with the house, but I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get that done this year.
4: Yeah. Briefly, before we go, I know you're busy today. Your thoughts about uh, the tax legislation that you know is, is that the speaker is certainly championing, passed the House overwhelmingly. I know the lieutenant governor has concerns. Got a couple of minutes here. You have any thoughts? You've been able to dig into it yet, Senator?
18: I really haven't been able to dig into it. And uh, in, in, in all candor, I've been so focused on the deadlines. That that sure. bill doesn't have a deadline for almost two weeks. Right. So, you know, everybody gets hot and bothered about, oh, this, you know, this massive tax legislation and tax overhaul. And frankly, I just, I've had too much going on. I think most of our members have had too much going on to really uh, put the time and focus into it. And that's, you know, my, I guess if you ask my opinion, that's my concern is here we are, you know, finally getting to turn our attention to that yeah two weeks, uh, less than two weeks left to be able to consider it. And it's massive. I know that much about it. And I've heard from a lot of constituents and other very interested people who have expressed, uh, their opinions uh, about various aspects. I mean, this that bill is all over the place, and I'm not going to say, I know the Speaker and uh, Representative Lamar and others have worked uh, hard in putting that together, but but frankly, we in the Senate have not seen it until just the other day and, and have had no time to really analyze that. Yeah. You know, so it, it really puts us behind the eight ball.
4: Yeah, fair enough. Well, when you get to that point, can dig in. We'll get you back on to, to talk about that. But uh, certainly appreciate you joining us today. Look forward to getting you in the studio the next time, but still appreciate you taking the time to join us today, Senator. Uh, stay safe, sir. I might might head down to the Capitol after the show today. I haven't been down there since everybody went home and kind of yeah. back in there, so to come see everybody. but Well, well come on
18: down. Uh, I'm, I'm fighting a little bit of a cold. That's why I'm back in my office I got and staying you. away from everybody. Appreciate it. I, that's why I didn't want to come to your studio, but uh, I'll wave to you from a distance. There you go. This way. <laughs>
4: Sounds good. We'll talk to you <laughs> later. Thanks for joining us today, Senator. Stay safe, sir. Thank you, Gerard. Good to talk with you. You Have bet. A good day. Senator Briggs Hobson has been our guest. We'll come back with more here on the JT Show, Super Talk, Mississippi. Every
7: time I look around, yeah. Every time I look around, yeah. Every time I look
1: Gold prices are approaching all-time highs. So if you're considering selling your gold or unwanted jewelry, now is the time. This is Newt Starnes, owner of D&S Diamonds & Jewelry in Flowwood, inviting you to get our price before you sell your gold. Whether it's broken, out of style, or just unwanted jewelry or gold coins, this is the best time to sell. D&S Diamonds & Jewelry. Simply put, we pay more for your gold and diamonds. D&S Diamonds & Jewelry, 144 Market Street across from Amerigo in
5: Flowwood. Pilium Corporation. When people hear our name, they say, cool name. What exactly do you do?
13: Great question. Pilium helps your company stay secure and current with IT support, IT security and forensics, cloud services and networking.
5: Plus, next generation body cameras, in-car video systems and mobile communications for public safety and first responder clients.
13: In short, Pilium Corporation helps our clients grow and thrive securely. Contact us at Pilium.com.
5: Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Ace Bolton Screw Company, locally owned and
2: operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We serve your entire fastener, safety equipment, and tool needs. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolton Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt.
10: Show weekday night starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: GT, how provocative can he be? The GT Show. PG
15: 13.
0: Super Talk Mississippi, Mississippi.
4: Show, Super Talk mind. Mississippi.
27: Damn,
4: damn we are back, Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Appreciate Senator Hobson joining us today. So We talked a little bit about the governor easing the restrictions, lifting the orders on the mask mandates at the county level. I think the counties and cities, if I'm not mistaken, are still allowed to impose their own. The city of Jackson continues their mask mandate. But, you know, I think folks are tired of it, honestly. And I think it's welcome news. And it it does not, obviously... Remove the, I think, necessity to be somewhat diligent and safe. It's uh, The thing is still around. I, I just think it's less prevalent than it was. Less risk. So, you know, choose your own risk tolerance level wisely. Make your decision. I think that's the idea. Freedom to do your own. I, I certainly support that. Hope you do, too. So I think it's a... Uh, It's good. You know, the the president is bragging about the fact that he thinks he's got enough vaccine to get every American vaccinated, who wants to, by May. And it's just become customary in our country. Anytime there's a transition in the White House, anything bad that occurs, certainly in the early going, you blame it on the prior administration. Anything good... No matter how much of that was already in the works and pent up, you take credit for. That's what I feel like is happening with this whole vaccine deal. It was Trump, who you could argue maybe misstepped a little bit along the way in his handling of the pandemic, maybe in the downplaying of it in the early days, but certainly had the, the good sense to pursue this vaccine warps, Operation Warp Speed initiative and you remember all the naysayers you'll never get a vaccine by the end of the year and by the time Joe Biden took office, 20 million people in this country had been vaccinated and yet they're taking credit for it and I'm not sure they would have been able to cut through all the bureaucracy and get that done the way Trump did. You, ha- you know, you have to credit him for that, regardless of how you feel. So it's duplicitous, in my view, on their part, but that may turn out to be a really, really good public policy. I think it will be. Decision equal to as bad was the policy, certainly to keep all the kids out of school, but even the crazy lockdowns even worse i just can't see how any reasonable clear thinking person can't come to that conclusion i just i believe that so <laughs> the stimulus bill by the way speaking of covid you know we talked about some of the pork it turns out, <laughs> it turns out that the that the Silicon Valley Railroad funding, you remember that, 100 million bucks, they just dumped in there, frankly, to appease their very wealthy, rich constituents out in the San Jose area. It would have gone to an expansion of the Bay Area rapid transit system, subterranean, if you will, high-speed rail. The Senate parliamentarian who's not held in too high regard by by the Democrats these days, says, nope, that is not allowed in the bill in order to pass with a simple majority under budget reconciliation rules. Same that she, the parliamentarian, ruled with respect to the minimum wage, and they're all bummed out about that, calling for her to be fired. Let's fire her. We're in charge. She's got to do what we want. The other one there was this $1.5 million, which ain't a lot, but it's just illustrative of pork. It was for the Seaway International Bridge. That's also been removed. It's a bridge between New York and Canada. It's one of these bridges-to-nowhere garbage deals. So that's out as well. Interesting, but... It also, there's a problem in that it does not extend eviction moratoriums. That's coming under fire because the parliamentarian has said that won't work within the constraints of the dollar figures and so forth under budget reconciliation as well. And so the Democrats are freaking out about that, and they're going to get, I think you're going to see more calls for tearing down the supermajority requirement to pass major legislation in the Senate, you're going to see calls for that or firing of the parliamentarian to get somebody in there that will say, no, that's fine, and just ignore the rules, basically. It's kind of how we roll these days. But interesting developments there on the coronavirus relief bill already having passed the House, $1.9 headed over. Uh, Larry and Jackson says this vaccine is a human experiment that was made illegal after World War II. Certainly entitled to your opinion there, Larry. Um, I've had dose one, have dose two scheduled March 25th, and uh, I guess I'll just be an experiment, but I feel pretty good about it at this point. Uh, He also says he's not going to give his business to any place that choose to hold up these mandates. Certainly your prerogative, and I'd go for it. Um, What do you think would have happened had we ever, if we had given everyone COVID in the beginning, would we still be going through it? That's Josh and Osaka. Well, if you extrapolated the hospitalization rate, and the death rate, which now we have plenty of data, plenty of experience under our belt to compute that, it, it, it would have absolutely crushed this country, in my opinion. I think hospitalizations would have been totally untenable, as would have been deaths. So we would have lost a lot of people to get more rapidly, I guess, to herd immunity, naturally, if you will. That's just my opinion. And, you know, others could argue. And you know, the other thing is, we'll never know. Bottom line is, we'll never know. Yeah, Jerry in Waynesboro says Trump's downplaying could have possibly prevented a panic and run on the banks. That's certainly a, a common opinion. Um, and I understand that. I think they're somewhere in the middle is kind of the where I land on that. I think uh, an approach... And an attitude toward it that's somewhere between the incredibly ridiculous fear mongering we get out of the left and that's nothing at all on the extreme on the other side. I think it's somewhere in the middle, like most of these complex issues are.
3: I just realized that the Senate parliamentarian Elizabeth McDonough is just another wonderful thing that we got from then Majority Leader Harry Reid.
4: Yeah. That's exactly right. That is who the... You're right. Harry Reid, the senator from Nevada, that uh, was the Senate Majority Leader during the Obama years. He was involved in the passing of Obamacare. And basically, it's so crazy, isn't it, though, folks? When, When the Democrats were in charge, and rightfully so, we'd hear out of the Republican House, remember it flipped in 2010 and stayed that way, uh, for the six remaining Obama years, a bunch of legislation passed that I think would have been positive for the country, and it, it just died. Went to Harry Reid's desk, essentially, and died. Never got on the floor of the Senate. And then we, had, then we had the Democrats in the House making the same complaints, lodging the same complaints about the Republican-controlled Senate, which is what we had the last few years, so, that's just politics, no matter what. That's what you're going to hear. I got a question here on the 662. I'll answer when we come back. Do you guys get the feeling that a final bill to reduce income tax and move to more of a consumption tax will not be going to the governor's desk this this session? I'll comment on that when we return after this break. Stay with us here on the JT show, Super Top Mississippi. I
7: love you though you hurt me so.
26: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports.
25: New Chevrolets, great pre-owned vehicles, and excellent fleet department, all backed by an award-winning service department. That's Rogers Dab Chevrolet, Crossgates Brandon, or RogersDabs.com.
3: Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us.
15: Afraid of falling? You're not alone. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson can help you improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of unique specialized therapists utilize cutting-edge equipment only found at Physical of Jackson. Conveniently located in Flowood, Physical of Jackson can help you get back to enjoying a healthy, independent lifestyle again. Call Physical of Jackson today for your appointment.
1: 601-487-22.
13: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. On Tuesday, Governor Tate Reeves explained the drop in hospitalizations as he lifted mask mandates and restrictions in Mississippi. At the peak,
14: Mississippi had 1,450 patients COVID positive in our hospital beds throughout Mississippi. That number is 420 today. We are down 70%, really 72% from where we were just two months ago.
13: Anyone with underlying health conditions and those over 65 are eligible to be vaccinated along with teachers and first responders. And in addition to the six fatalities, there is more damage being reported following the recent winter storm. MEMA executive directors Stephen McCraney.
17: 11 homes have been completely destroyed. Some of those due to storms, some of those due to uh, faulty fire apparatuses in the house, which happened to consume those houses. 25 with major damages, 49 businesses and farms affected so far.
13: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
17: This is Jake Mangum. Some
6: call me the mayor. No player wins any game by themselves, it takes a team. So if you want excellent customer service and competitive insurance rates, you need to go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau, just like I did. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance, or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm
10: Bureau Insurance, go with the home team.
0: JT and Rhino. You've got the JT Show. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourself. Roger that. On Super Talk Mississippi.
4: Welcome back, everyone. This pilot bumps us in (laughs) to this segment here as we just keep rolling through the afternoon on Super Talk Mississippi, the JT Show. Gerard Rhino in the studio talking about lots of different stuff and trying to entertain you a little bit with a one-hit wonder Wednesday. Excuse me, it's not really Wednesday. What day is it? Hump Day! Okay, got it. Yeah, Thomas in Greenwood says, why did you get the vaccine since you already had it? I did, and I went and got tested for antibodies. And I'm negative. Though I'm positive and had all the classic symptoms, loss of taste and smell, 8, 10 days, little fever, wife had the same, she still has the antibodies. Weird. So that's why. It's, you know, again, this is why I say it's novel. And it's been described as novel from day one, and there's still much that we're learning. But that's fine. So, anyhow, uh, look, almost all the physicians that I talk to that are friends, I'll say three to six months. That's about what you get. there. And there's no... It's not definitive. It's evolving science. Not, not consensual yet. But I think it's coming. We'll see. Not really sure.
3: I mean, there's... How many different variations of this one novel coronavirus going around now?
4: Yeah, a bunch. Still much to learn. And, Rook, the CDC, by the way, is warning that with these variants coming in, that we could lose all the ground we've played. It's more fear-mongering. They may be right. We don't know. But that's what they're saying. That's the messaging. And they're absolutely blasting the states who they feel are acting recklessly like... California, and there's others besides California, Mississippi. Uh, Excuse me, Texas and Mississippi. Oh, my gosh, excuse me, Texas, Texas and Mississippi. And I think Iowa, a couple others that have mandates are about to cancel them all as well. Ed from Aberdeen, thank you, Ed, for, for texting in. He said, I'm 74 and I had not been able to get the vaccine. I think we need to keep the mask man- mandate until the majority of the state is vaccinated. I'm not happy with the efforts of the governor, even though I'm a Republican and voted for him. He said, Array, for you getting the vaccine, I'm on four lists. I am on four lists. Okay, one in Baseball, one in Starkville, one in Columbus and here in Monroe County. I- I'm kind of surprised, Ed, frankly, if you... Um, go to the you know department of health i mean if you're on the waiting list you should be fine but uh you know as as vaccines are received or they get notification of receiving uh more product more material they open up the uh the appointments and you know keep at it i i most people are able to you know after a couple attempts make that happen so i i hope you sh- you will and keep that going and so king biscuit says ask about state employee pay raises apologize i didn't see that <clears throat> while we had a senator on the on the line same song different verse never happens and i just responded teachers seem to be the focus at this point because of the disparity in teacher pay and uh, our neighboring states and and that and of course there are 35,000 teachers in the state uh when I, when I go to the Capitol this afternoon, I'm going to try to find some folks and ask that question of. I haven't heard much. I don't know if you have, uh, Rhino, any discussion about a possible pay raise for the non-teacher state employees. Uh, we, we shall see. I hear you. And, and we'll uh, see where that goes. And so this is another thing that's hard, right? Because everybody says, okay, I want to pay less taxes. I get it. And even if we raise that sales tax and I get an income tax break and that results in me paying less taxes, I want to pay the teachers more. (laughs) I want to pay the workers more. I want this, I want that. And I'm not being critical. I'm just of anybody here. King Biscuit, uh, please don't think that that's the point here. I'm just saying that it's just math. It just is. You you know, we want to pay those folks more money. And some people may say, no, we need to pay the teachers less money. I don't know. Well, we need fewer teachers. I know everybody, a common argument is we need fewer uh, districts and, and administrations and consolidation and you could just take that to the nth degree, couldn't you? Okay, well then, let's just consolidate cities. Let's consolidate counties to eliminate duplication. Let's consolidate law enforcement, sheriff's departments, police departments. Let's just consolidate states into one big government. Let's get rid of the Congress, just to have one person run the whole deal. I mean, you can just take that out as far as you want, but you've got to keep in mind that I think most reasonable people believe that, clear-thinking people, that government is executed best when it's closest to the people being governed. And that's the reason, to a great extent, for um, th- these, these subdivisions, political subdivisions, if you will, and different political authorities, such as cities and counties and states. And uh, I, I, th- you know, I think that's just the best system. Now, what you get there, you could argue, is some degree of duplication – understand. but you should get better government that is more accountable to the people. I just feel like constantly that I have little voice in federal matters and and I'm not being critical of our delegation. It just seems so hard to cut through you know, and I think that's a common i think that's a common complaint for the average American citizen. It's just they they rely on those reps to represent them, but they know that they're often overshadowed by special interests who've got a whole bunch of money, and they're, and they're just jam-packed in the halls. And then you can take that to the state level, and, that, and that's a, on a smaller scale what happens at the state level. So I know there's lots of special interest groups that are weighing in on this tax bill, for example, or different people because of how it affects them. I get it. But what about just the plain old working person out there, this example I did of a person making $50,000? Household income, by the way, in Mississippi, $43,000 is the, is the uh, median. Uh, per capita income is $24,000. Both of those are lowest in the country. So take a $50,000 teacher, for example. They save about 1500 bucks a year. And I estimated a teacher making $50,000? spends fourteen thousand in change on goods and services that are subject to the higher tax, sales tax, and four thousand dollars a year on food. They contribute five percent. Actually a teacher would contribute nine percent. I have got five percent built into my model. This was for a private person. So what that essentially means is that their their savings would adjust by ten bucks or so. It's it's de minimis. But anyhow uh, Sheila from Hattiesburg is laughing about my clear-thinking people. <laughs> well, that's what it takes. It takes clear-thinking people that can cut through all the noise and the ridiculousness and, and uh, the hyperbole. Larry and Jackson says the teachers are not producing a child that can read. That's not true. They, you know, Larry, the, the, the scores, certainly, and the, and the performance metrics are actually quite improved in the state of Mississippi in public schools I think our state uh, recognized the greatest improvement of all 50 in the last couple of years but you know I would also say this as a as a business owner hiring people well maybe if we paid them more I mean so the market dictates that but the market says hey Mississippi you're paying your teachers less than any other state and that's not necessarily a a a statement to advocate for that necessarily, but it it just stands to reason. I I know that when I wanted better talent in my business, I usually had to pay them more money. I got more out of them. Got more value. That's, That's the point. You pay based on value. Hell, the way it's going in Washington, it's based on, like we said the other day, what you are your your physical characteristics not your value that's what scares me how many boxes you can check on the intersectionality worksheet that's it it's like that goofy Rachel Levine that, that that was interviewed by Rand Paul last week that used to be a male and guarantee you that individual is only in that position only nominated to that position that's deputy director of uh, Health and Human Services, only there, because it checks a box, just like Rhino said. Nothing to do with qualifications, right? Nothing. Nothing to do with credentials, experience. Was the equivalent of our Dr. Dobbs in Philadelphia, or excuse me, in Pennsylvania, totally mishandled the deal up there. I mean, people died. Oh, my gosh. When we come back, I got a little story to share about the stage at the CPAC this past weekend. You heard about this one? We're going to talk about that when we come back. Stay with us. Final segment after this.
11: Every new beginning comes from some other
7: beginning's end.
19: I love it. Catfish is excellent.
2: For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
25: Ridgeland Medical Clinic is a proud sponsor of the Gallo Radio Show. Conveniently located in Ridgeland off Highway 51 North in the Oak Place Shopping Center. Call them to see Jody Adams today.
16: Bridge Builders.
26: That's 601-345-8090. Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com. That's Barone'sTreePros.com.
1: Folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi
7: 97.3.
0: For a complete transcript of today's show, write down everything you hear. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
7: I'm fighting with
4: you in there. I couldn't could get my headset to act right. It was like, took a life of it. Shoot it. It's alive, my headset. <laughs> oh, man. That would be the tubes. I think I told you last week. That's one of my, my favorite. Great video, by the way. That's what they need to play instead of The Office on MTV. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, I, I forgot I had a question the other day, before I get to this crazy CPAC deal, about uh, superintendent pay, across, uh, talking about it at the school district level, not superintendent at the state level and not the other superintendents at the Department of Education headquarters, but how that is determined is by the school boards, which are elected, by the people. So that is not something that's determined at the state level. State allocates money in accordance with the education appropriation formula down to the uh, individual districts, and they essentially spend it in accordance with the, what the board uh, determines in developing a budget. And so those superintendents, are just they're just hired uh, folks that are not subject to uh, any of those uh, other, I guess, state-level rules. If you don't like folks what is being paid to your superintendent, if you think they're being overpaid – Express that concern to your school board representative. Find out who that is and tell them. I think we're paying that person too much, it, or not enough. I think the average in Mississippi is 150 grand or so for a district superintendent. Uh, but compensation it's set. It's typical board governance. It's set by the board, uh, the school board, which is elected so um, and hired by the board. That's the way that works. I think we used to elect superintendents, right? A few years ago, we changed that process, and now that is the superintendent themselves. That particular role is not elected, but rather hired and serves at the will and pleasure of the board. As does the uh, as does the state superintendent, who's hired, serves at the will and pleasure of the board of education. Uh, and we can talk about that some more, a little bit tomorrow. But I wanted to get to this story. This is from Alyssa Milano. She calls the CPAC attendees Nazis. Anytime somebody invokes that word, I immediately, immediately conclude they're wacko. That they have zero credibility. That it's the most abused, inappropriately applied word ever. I hate it.
3: And it continues to prove that Godwin's law is true. Which is? Godwin's law is is short for Godwin's law of Nazi analogies, which means, it, it <laughs> states that as an online discussion grows longer, the probability of a comparison involving Nazis or Hitler
4: approaches one. Gotcha. Unbelievable. Well, Somebody has dreamed up, and Melissa, uh, excuse me, Mel, uh, Alyssa Milano, me get that out, she tweeted a, a stacked, two, fo- two photos stacked, one on top of the other, and the top one is a black and white photo focused in on, panned in on, the collar of a Nazi officer, World War II. And there's an insignia that is sewn into the collar. I don't even know what it is. It's a shape I've never paid attention to. It's like a diamond with two L's coming out of the legs of the diamond. All right? If you can kind of imagine that. Well, below it, she has a photo of the empty C-pack stage used at the Hyatt in Orlando, which is I've been to many times for conferences. Really cool place. Um, below it, and so they're in the same shape, the same configuration as this little emblem on the collar of a Nazi officer. And she says, "This is the stage at CPAC. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. At Hyatt, this is what's happening in your building at Ted Cruz. You've stood on this stage. This is I'm sick of the stretches and this wild connections, this fabrications, like Dr. Seuss, have you ever? Can you believe that the news cycle in this country is absolutely dominated and consumed with Dr. Seuss? Because idiots decided to cancel. The publisher won't produce five of its books. Rhino discussed it yesterday. We still can't figure out what's wrong with it. But the one that really bothered me, Rhino, that was canceled, that makes zero sense, is... I think it's called skeeches. I remember it when I was uh, with sneeches with, with my kids, I remember it. And you know what is within the precepts within that book are identical to what Dr. Martin Luther King said, which is just because you don't have a star on your belly in the book, that doesn't mean you're not as valuable in every bit the person that others are. That's the underlying message. Is that not what Dr. Martin Luther King said? And they canceled the book. Stupid. The red, white, Been quite the day here, <laughs> and we shall return tomorrow. Stay safe.
7: God bless. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.